0: Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Junior Humphrey, and you're listening to Wild with JR. So go ahead and get comfortable as we get ready to dive in today. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to episode number three of Wild with JR. If you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and do so. Turn on your notifications. That way you can know when each podcast is loaded. I just want to start off by saying I hope you guys have had an awesome summer and I hope it's been really good to you. Mine has actually been quite the adventure. Like we talked about last podcast, I had some pretty cool things happen. And this week, this past week has been really awesome as well. I got to get to participate in Serve Day with my church this past Saturday, which was super fun, all the prep and and execution of that. And I don't know if you know what Serve Day is, but Serve Day is a day where just internationally thousands of churches get together and they serve their community just to make a statement, make a difference in their community for Jesus and for the people that they serve. And it was so much fun. We got to do things like Our project this year was we got to adopt a school and we got to serve this school by painting some murals for them. We got to pressure wash their sidewalks, pray with the teachers, um, help rejuvenate their uh, playground, things like that. We got to build a pavilion for them, but it's been super, super cool. And it was super awesome just seeing the teachers and the the outcome of all the the things that we did for the people. It was super awesome. Uh, And speaking of school, I know that Uh, School will be starting back pretty soon and family vacations will be coming to an end and everybody's getting back to the grind of their normal routines, which kind of speaks a little bit to our podcast today. And I'm curious if you've ever thought, why do I do this? Why do I wake up? Why do I go to work? Why do I go to serve day or maybe church? Why do I do what I do? Well, if you have, I have a very special guest with us today. Like we mentioned last week, This guest is here to help us learn the importance of knowing your why and how to discover it and how to keep it in front of you and things like that. And this week's guest is very special to me. I look up to him so much for the highest honor and respect. He's become family, a close friend, a brother, a father figure, mentor, spiritual leader. And and not only that, he has really pushed me and challenged me and taught me so much. And I'm excited for him to be with us today. So without further delay, Here's my pastor, Pastor Brandon Anderson.
1: Hey, Junior. Man, so awesome to be with you. Thank you for this privilege, this absolute honor to just join in with you today, man. I, I, I don't take it lightly. Uh, I consider it to be a huge honor. So thank you so much.
0: Yeah. If you don't mind, if you'll share with our listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you.
1: Yeah, sure. So my name's Brandon, and I come from Birmingham, Alabama. That's where I was born and raised, lived there our whole life met my wife there, all of our kids, we have three boys, they were born there, and then also had the opportunity to come to Macon, Georgia, to really take over an existing church that had been in the community, done wonderful things in the community for 30 plus years, and had the opportunity to come and and help take them in a brand new direction, and that took place three and a half years ago. And here we are three and a half years in, still figuring it out in a lot of ways, Uh, learning as we go. Uh, One of the things that I heard a long time ago, sometimes you in church world and ministry and probably even in other areas of business, you feel like you're building the plane while you fly it. And so it's just been one of those kind of roller coasters, but it's been a lot of fun and, and it is the greatest really joy outside of my wife and kids and having a relationship with Jesus. It is that next thing in my life that brings absolute joy.
0: Yeah. And that's really cool. Speaking of building a plane, I've I've had the privilege and the honor of being alongside of you um, through the past two years of just helping really shape who Central City is. And it's been such an honor to be able to partner along with you and your wife and your family and do that for the church and the community.
1: Yeah, I think I've sent you out on that wing
0: many times <laughs> to uh, fix a rivet here or there. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> And well, I got a question for you, uh, and, and this is going to speak to what we're talking about today. And just so you, you guys know that are listening, today we're talking about knowing your why. And, and Brandon's going to help us answer a few questions in that. But I, I just I want to ask you to start off with why is the why important, knowing why you're doing it? Maybe you can explain to us a little bit of what the why is as well. Everything really starts with a why. But it's one of the things that easily and quickly
1: gets forgotten um, mm. because it is the, the launch pad. It is what the beginning of anything is, from how we do something to what we do. The why is the driver is the vision. I was recently watching, it was a TV show or a movie or something. And anyway, I was watching it and I heard this guy in a clip just quickly make a statement and he, he was, it was military-related, he was getting ready to go into battle, and the, the general looked at him and said, he was, this guy was about to go and lead the platoon into battle, and the general looked at him and said, do you know your why? Why are you doing it? And the statement that he made, he said, the most important thing a man can carry into war with him is a why. He said, because if you carry a why with you, then what you're doing has value, it's fully understood.
0: That's good. So just, just hearing, and I know a little bit about you, but just for our listeners to, to help kind of partner with who, who's leading them today and, and who's pouring into them today, can you share a little bit about what that looks like in your life, knowing and understanding your why and, and the importance of it with maybe Central City Church or your family?
1: Yeah. So when I look at, let's, let's go to first my relationship with God that when I look at why do I lean in on him? Why do I look to him? Because I can go through the motions of what to do as a Christian, what to do as a follower of Christ, such as get up, read my Bible, uh, turn on worship music, um, pay, pay tithes. I mean, I could, I could totally run the routine of the what to do as a Christian. But if I don't know why I'm doing it, then I'm missing out on the component that God is actually looking at where he says he looks at the motives of a man's heart. That's what he's judging. That's what he's looking at is, is our motives. Our motives are our why. So if I get up and I read my Bible every single morning as a Christian, then God's looking at me going, are you doing it out of duty? Or are you doing it out of desire? And see, duty speaks to what we do, desire speaks to why we do it. And that goes into worship, that goes into my, my giving that I give to the local church or to whomever else I may feel God is leading me to care for. Every bit of it stems from a why, and then when I carry it over into my, my relationship with my wife, you know, why do I do the dishes? Well, I know why I'm not going to share it on this podcast, <laughs> but I know why, but you know, there, you look at, it, you've got all these different whys. What are the motives when it comes down to the the function in a relationship? If we are doing the, the duty of the marriage, we forget the desire. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the shiny luster that's there for our relationship starts to be lost. Same thing with my kids. I'm just going to keep rolling with this. The same thing mm-hmm. with my kids. If, I, if I'm constantly in a duty mentality, do this, do that, and I'm never sharing the why I need them to do that, why I'm looking for them to do that. If I'm never seeking the desire of their heart, but I'm always seeking the duty of their actions, then it really separates a relationship between the two of us. It. The same thing, God looks at the motives of our heart. And even with my kids, if I'm instilling in that into them as God instills to us through his word, if I'm instilling that into my kids, that it's more about desire, that you're looking to live in delight, then if my child lies to me, then there's something inside of him that has been instilled that, that kind of starts to mess with his heart because it's messing with where his heart has been and what he's been equipped with. And all of a sudden it starts to change. That's where David, you know, it says that he was a man after God's own heart. And what we understand about David is David messed up a lot. Like I'm talking about that brother messed up way more than most men I know. Mm-hmm. But how could God foresee before David became king that he was gonna be a man after his own heart? And then God felt again later on to record it in the New Testament that David was a man after his own heart. And I think it's because at the end of the day, David may have messed up on his what, but he never forgot his why. He never forgot his why. He always went back to his relationship, his desire, his desire to delight in the Lord. And, and so when he comes to this church and leading this church, and, you know, probably most of you guys that are listening to this podcast, you know, you, you have a relationship with God or you, you may be married or you may have children but we all have a responsibility that's put in in our hands. And for me, it's this church. Some of you, it may be business. Some of you may be, you know, a a school. I don't know, but every one of us have a responsibility. And so when it comes to the church and I'm considering my why I do what I do every single day, it connects back to the place of purpose. Every bit of it stems back to purpose. And so if I'm showing up for work, why is it for here we have a vision to help people become fully engaged followers of Christ? That is why I do it. It's because I want to see people be engaged with who Christ is in their life, living out the life that, that he has for them, because I know what it's like in my own life. It comes from a personal experience. And so that's where you know, I, I would encourage someone in the why of what you do that it matters so much because it's really what keeps you rolling down the road.
0: Yeah, that's that's really good. I I like what you said about David and and sharing that story from scripture when David messed up, but he still remembered his why. And right. and that to me, you were talking about purpose towards the end. But David remembering his why, it remembered or it reminds us that that he has a purpose, he has a vision of where he's going. So want to propose the question what happens if you don't know your why if you don't know your purpose and and maybe how can you well let's just state what happens if you don't know your why that's a great
1: thing because your why is your traction It's your traction so if you think of your car and you've got tires and just imagine you got some sweet ride with a lot of horsepower right (laughs) and and all of a sudden you give it gas man that thing grips and runs Mm -hmm. and and so your why is your traction. Your why is your horsepower. If you if you drive a vehicle that you know you go stomping on the gas and it putt putts along and you know you can't bark a tire, that's almost like being in a vehicle without vision. Being in a vehicle without why, is you you may get a little bit of traction. You may get a little bit of movement, but you don't have massive progress. And here's what happens: all of a sudden, and this is just truth. All of a sudden, you start to see things pass by you. You start to see others pass by you. Mm-hmm. And if you're going about it from a what, you know what, I just get me a vehicle that goes from A to B, that's all I care about. And I listen, hey, I know I'm, I'm not picking on people that drive vehicles that go <laughs> A to B, all right? I've had plenty of those. But I'm using this as an example for life. If you're not worried about your why, and you're just caught up in what you do, your menial task every single day, you can't help but see those that are passing by and it's in our nature, it's in what, how God created us to be passionate. It's in our nature to live and have a motive to do what we do. And if we ignore it, we don't move to that place of having a why. We're watching others go past, and I'm going to tell you right now, Satan's going to use it. Yeah. And it's going to stir up frustration inside of you. Uh, it's going to stir up resentment inside of you. You're going to start to... Belittle the ones ahead of you to the ones that are behind you. Your why will cause you to move to a place of aggravation. Uh, you'll move to a place where you, you move to a place of solitude and separation. And you don't have any traction. You, you may have a minor amount, but you're not moving about the way that God wants you to move about. Where when we look at Jesus' life and he was in a place to know his why, and so, you know, when you ask the question, what happens if I don't know my why? Junior, the easiest way I can put it is you lose traction, you don't have a lot of traction, and you find yourself in a place of frustrated,
0: potentially bitter, and possibly even giving up. Yeah, I, I, I can attest for that in my personal life just a little bit. And, and before my real step into full-time ministry... I felt this, I didn't have a why, I just knew what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to be in full-time ministry and and I could easily maybe manipulate my what to be a why, but really... Oh yeah,
1: that's easy to do, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. maybe you can speak on that a little bit, maybe how we manipulate our what to become a why. Yeah. You know, so
1: a lot of times when I ask someone, so why, tell me why, I get a what answer. And, and I try to dive deeper with the person and what I find out, is most people haven't discovered their why. Mm. Most people think their what is their why. And come on, we've got to submit to the fact that we have an enemy that's trying to blind us. Um, I'll actually speak on this this coming Sunday, but it was a revelation that God gave me earlier today that when I look at John 10, 10, where it says a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. And I felt my spirit. God said, why did I use the example of a thief? And whenever we think of something, we think of the result. We think of, we, that's what we're actually caught up in as the result. But what God showed me is that he used the example of a thief, because he could have used the example of a tornado. He could have used the example of an earthquake to kill, steal, and destroy. He could have used the example of, of a Molly Cyrus wrecking ball. I don't know. He could have <laughs> used the example of anything, but he used a thief. And so when I'm sitting there and I'm studying this morning, and I felt my spirit just to quicken up the question, why did you use a thief? And it wasn't about the results. We get caught up in the result mentality, and so we get caught up in the what, and we end up using it in the place of why, and we mm-hmm. think that our why is our what, but what he showed me is that he used a thief because of the approach. It's good. It's the approach. He used a thief because of the way of, uh, that, that a thief approaches killing and stealing and destroying your life. And so that's what happens when we find ourselves and we're trying to, to, to express a why, but all we do is continue to express a what. Mm. Because we have a very real enemy that comes in very cunning, quiet. Beautiful. Very, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sly, don't even realize that he's there. Um, And he's, he's manipulating the situation. And all of a sudden, when somebody like myself sits you in a room and asks you, no, 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 that's your what, tell me your why. All of a sudden you feel almost violated. Because a thief, whenever a thief steals something from you, you feel violated. Mm-hmm. And so you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I don't know. And so, so often we find ourselves in a place where we think our what we're doing is why we're doing it. But that that has nothing to do with the motives of our heart.
0: That's good. And I love that. And with my closeness with you, I've heard a few stories of a time in your life where you maybe had a, a what that was easily confused as your why. Maybe you could share one of those uh, to help just kind of put an image to the listeners. Bro, there's so many.
1: And, it's, and the reason there's so many is because of the fact that this is a constant struggle. Mm. It's a constant struggle. Satan wants to do everything he can to rob us of our why and it doesn't matter where you're at in life he wants to do everything that he can to rob you of your why that's what he did to Jesus he was trying to rob Jesus of his why and so for my own life to kind of give just one one of many personal stories is even after launching this church so this one's pretty recent even after launching this church getting it off the ground I got very caught up in the what I was doing and you know what we were doing was opening the doors on sunday man that that sounds like a great thing doesn't it i mean doesn't that sound awesome yeah like we're opening up the doors for a place for people to come and meet jesus so are you seeing how my what i was doing could almost become my why if somebody was to say say tell me why you're in why are you in 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 making brandon i could simply go man we're there to open up doors so people can yeah, yeah so people can meet jesus but that's what i was doing so good. That's what really I was doing. That's not why I was here. That's not why God called me to Macon. That's not why God gave me the vision that he gave me. And that's nothing anywhere near the vision of what he gave me for this church and for this community. But I could have easily, easily have said that was my why. And most people would have signed off on it. Yeah. Most people would have signed off on it. So here I am. I'm going about Running the church, I'm going about launching the church, going about operating the church. I'm about a year and a half in, and I'm sitting there at a table with a friend of mine from Austin, Texas, uh, another pastor. His name is Jesus, and so I'm talking to Jesus, right? And so <laughs> I'm sitting there with him at the table, and and he says, "Man, tell me why you're there, bro. Just tell me." And here's what's crazy: I I know the why game, all right? I know this. I've been at it long enough. We could basically say I've been introduced to the why game. 10 plus years ago. Uh, this isn't a new conversation for me. And so this is why it's something we have to work on every single day. It's because Satan will come in very quiet in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and he will come in and he will rob us of things in our life that we don't even realize he's doing it. And it's like, man, I set the alarm, you know, right? I mean, oh, yeah. I, I, I got the motion detectors, you know, I got the glass breaks I've 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 been down this path before I know what to do. But here I am being robbed. Here I am being robbed. Didn't have, it's not been that long ago. I parked my truck in the driveway. I know better. I mean, hey, Macon, <laughs> you, if, if you don't live in Macon, go Google making. You'll find out it's not the safest place to live. Yeah. But I left. I know, I know the game, and I leave my truck unlocked. And a guy decides to be a thief that night, and he comes and he opens up my door to my truck. And there it was. I left an area of vulnerability. And so even though I know the why game, This vulnerability still happens. And so there I am. I'm sitting with Jesus, and he's telling me, Why are you in making man? Tell me about it. Tell me your story. And here I am with a man. We 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 renamed it. We got cool shirts. You know, we've we put up an awesome billboard. We got radio ads, blah, 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 blah. I mean, all of it sounds awesome. Most people would probably be, bro, you're rolling the ball down the field, man. You're you're killing it, you're moving the ball, way to go. Most people, and he says, "No, no, no! Tell me, tell me why? Why are you there?" And sitting in that moment, I I realized because God just spoke it to me, I realized that I was taking for granted the reason I was here. Mm. I was taking for granted the whole reason I was here, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I'm opening doors to a, a new church. We're giving a new worship expression and an experience, and..." What, what do you mean I'm taking for granted? God, I'm, I'm there every Sunday. Yeah. I'm showing up. I'm running the plays. Um, I'm hiring teams, raising up leaders. People are getting saved. Come on, What do you mean I'm taking for granted my why? And all of a sudden he's, he showed me, he said, don't take for granted what it is that I've given you because you remain faithful. Mm. Look back at why you were there. And then it was in that moment that I realized why I'm here is to help people connect with Jesus, to that's become okay. a fully engaged follower of Christ. That's why I open up doors, that's why I run Radio ads. that's why we have cool t-shirts, that's <laughs> why we do all those things. And all of a sudden I realized my what had gotten confused with my why. And I had to separate the two and get back to my why. And I'm gonna tell you, it's a daily thing that I have to live out every single day, be reminded of this podcast right now, it's helping me. It's not. I'm not an expert. I just happen to be informed. That's all it comes down to. That's cool. I'm not an expert. I'm just informed, and now it's a matter of what I do with that information that turns into wisdom. That's what matters. And so, even in this podcast, it's helping me remember some of these things.
0: Yeah, and and I'm hearing something in this story that you just share that that you share with us as a staff, and and even other coaching sessions I've heard you do, and that you always say this: we're always a part of something bigger. So. I can see how you could easily get that confused with opening the doors for the people as being your why, but you realized it was for something bigger, for something much grander than you were a part of. And when you discovered your why, it changed everything. So maybe you could help us in a direction of how, how can we discover our why? If, if we, we've learned the why is important and what happens if we don't have our why? but how do we get to a place where maybe we can decipher is my what trying to be my why or how can I discover my why?
1: I really believe that it begins with submission. Mm. I believe it really begins with submission to Christ. Uh, God created us. We are, we are in his likeness and in his image. And if I'm trying to do it without him, I'm, I'm going to miss it. I'm not going to get it. Um, you can go and read books. You can go read stories. You can go read tragedies of men and women who have had incredible success, but near the end or along the way, all of a sudden they feel like they've been useless. Mm -hmm. And it's because we're created in God's likeness and in His image, and if we're not first off submitting Mm -hmm. to Him, because we were never meant to do this life separate from him. That's why he sent Jesus, is so that way we could have a relationship back with him. And so if we miss him as the main component of our equation, then we can never discover our why. We'll search and we will search and we will search and we will search. And we'll have a lot of great successes. We'll have a lot of great opportunities. We'll have a lot of great stories. We'll have great stories. I'm telling you, men that... Have that I was listening to a pastor the other day talk about a friend of his who's a billionaire, and this billionaire who has all the successes you can imagine. I mean, a billion. Come on, and he <laughs> and he's not like a little billion; he's a lot of billion. Yeah. And I mean, a little billion's a lot of billion to anybody. But, <laughs> but he's talking about him, and he says he gets a phone call from him, and he says, "Hey preacher man, that's what he referred to. Him. Hey preacher man, can we go sit down and have dinner and?" The pastor I was listening to, I was there with him as he's telling the story. He said, you know what an honor and privilege God's opened up this door for me to have into a a man's life like this. And he said that while we're sitting there, he said the guy's talking about the missing component of fulfillment. Mm. That he's done all these amazing things in his life, but he has this missing component of fulfillment, and he doesn't understand it. And the pastor is sitting there going, how do I talk to a man who has everything about the one that can give him everything.
0: So good. He said, How can I
1: sit here and talk to the man who has everything about the only one that can give him everything? <laughs> and he said, I was just praying. I hope this door opens up. He said, And the guy was like, Hey, I, I, I'm going to order me another scotch. I'm going to go out and have a cigarette. And he's like, Oh, Lord, I'm going to order a scotch. <laughs> and, and the man, he said, I'm missing my chance. And he said, You know, long short, he said, uh, You know, was I going to flip a guy that day, a billionaire that day? He said, no, but the seed was planted that I was able to start talking to, and it comes down to the fact that only, only through God, only through a relationship with Him, only through submitting our lives to Him, do we actually start to see our why become unveiled. To be revealed to us for us to be able to see it you made that statement that we're a part of something bigger than us mm-hmm. and you know I give credit to Brian Houston for this I don't know if it was him that came up with it but Brian Houston you get credit for it <laughs> but it was the that we're a part of something bigger than the part we play yeah we're a part of something bigger than the part we play and so all I can fair. think of when I think of that statement is humility all I can think yeah. about is humility and to move into a place of submission means to move to a place of being humble Selfishness is absolutely the attack against humility. Pride is the attack against humility. I mean, I can do it on my own. I want to do it on my own. And so when it comes down to discovering your why, it starts to with the place of, you know what, God, I submit to you. I submit to your will. I submit to what it is that you have placed, why you created me. What is it that you have in my heart? What is it that you want to put in my heart for me to live out? And so that's the beginning of discovering you know, the why, and you're like, man, I was hoping you'd really give me the practical one, two, three, you know, yeah. I go wash it under my armpits, uh, <laughs> spin three times, and then I go high five my best friend, and I know, you know, I know that seems like, well, that's what we all want, we want the practical, how do I go outside and do this now?
0: Checklist. Yeah, right yeah, now.
1: done, did that, did that, here's my why, thank you, you know, we all want to treat our why, we all want to treat our purpose like it's something we can order off Amazon, right, like I can go yeah. search for it, nope, don't like that one, I'll take that one, you know, and we, and we just purchase it, that's what we Think about when it comes to our why, but it really is a process. Discovering our why is a process, and it becomes it starts with submitting to Christ. And that's not just a the singular submission to, to God, a singular submission to Christ, where we we give Him our life or or we accept that He, he died for us and set us free. No, it's a submission daily which means we walk in humility daily. So, you know, you have to kind of evaluate yourself and say, am am I somebody that is wanting something? Am I wanting a why for selfish reasons, Mm -hmm. you know, so that way I can, you know, have the album. Um, So that way I can have the the followers on Instagram, you know. uh, I want to have my why so that way I can have a platform to speak from. Mm -hmm. You have to search the motives of your heart as to why you want a why. And then when you realize, man, I only want it because, God, you created me to do something. And so I submit my life to you. It's then and only then that we truly discover the God why in our
0: life. It's so good, too. Man, I just, I love, I thank you again for being a part of this today because it's really cool. Um, just yeah, just to throw a little bit of the, the outdoors in there, you know me. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm here in what i'm hearing from you in, in this discovering your wise is it's not like discovering a waterfall in the woods where you just stumble across it it's something that you have to be intentional oh, that's good and intentional at so yeah. um maybe you can speak to to being that i know you covered a little bit of it without directly speaking but maybe a little bit on being intentional
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. So when you look at the intentionality of, of it, and, and I'm sitting here with you in one of our offices looking out into the woods right now, and it, it just, it's tranquil, man. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Junior, I wouldn't go out there and, and go about in a, in a very fruitful way unless I had healthy instruction. Mm-hmm. From someone like yourself, and we talked about this in our leadership meeting and, and discussion. Uh, talked about it Sunday, yep. and my message uh, this past Sunday, and it's just the thought that you know intentional instruction breeds, creates, brings forth fruitful actions. So good. We can't go about having healthy action without intentional instruction. So what does that look like? I can give you practicals in this find somebody that's running ahead of you that's so good find a mentor find someone that has been there find someone that has discovered their why and they're living it out yeah i mean it doesn't mean they're an expert it just means they're informed (laughs) of it right and so find somebody that can give you intentional instruction to Go out and have fruitful action in discovering your why. Get somebody in front of you and ask questions. Man, the best thing that we can ever do as a a learner, and we're all learners, the best thing we can do is ask questions. And say, hey, tell me your thoughts on this. I'm, I'm thinking about this. Would you consider this if it was you? I mean, ask questions. How did you do this? When did this come about in your life? What do you see in my life that needs to change? And so getting intentional is crucial because if I was to go out into these woods and we've got nine acres that our property's on, there's about another hundred and 30 or so around us. A lot of beautiful woods out there. You know, 130 acres is a big piece of property, but it's not massive, right? We're not talking about like a a national forest here of any kind, right? So I could probably go out into these woods with a little bit of instruction, right? You know, if I mean, if you're Bear Grylls, you can be dropped in the middle and figuring your way out. If you're you're junior, you can too, right? But if you drop Brandon in the middle of this, I'm going to have to sit there and wait on that sun to pass by to get an idea or listen for the interstate. And so we're talking small. We're talking about small small game, small time. And so we're not really talking about in comparison of, of these woods in comparison to the why of life that you could drop even junior or even you know bear, any, anybody, into a national forest. Yep. They had to have had some intentional instruction to be able to go about navigating that right. forest, yeah. to navigate of, you know, what to look for, which direction to head, What's the best way to go about it? And it's the same thing. If you think about the why for your life, it's like going into the largest national forest you can find in the U.S. That's cool. And you've got to have some intentional instruction to be able to navigate and know and discover your why, just as you would need to navigate and know and discover
0: your best way out of that forest. That's cool. I like what God's unfolding here. He's just throwing questions in my brain left and right as (laughs) you talk. Maybe uh, maybe you can speak a little bit about uh, you were just talking on navigation right there at the end and how it's important to to navigate it the right way. Maybe you can speak to us a little bit about what it looks like if you get off track and discovering your why just a little.
1: Oh man, that's the beautiful thing about our God. Is, is God doesn't look at us whenever we get off of our why course. He doesn't look at us and go, well, best of luck to you. You know, he he's still got a path that he always will help us be able to find our way back. Yeah. And he will help us if we get off the course of our why. It doesn't mean that we're done. It doesn't mean that we missed it. Um, I had that thought when I was about 32 years old, I had that thought. I'm like, you know what? I missed it. I mean, Jesus, you had it at the time you were 30. And I mean, I, I'm not getting it at 32. You know, here I am. I'm thinking I'm as good as Jesus that I should have it figured out by the time mm-hmm. I'm 30 and heading in my direction. Right. Yeah. And I sat down with a gentleman who was in his seventies, super successful guy. I love getting around successful people. Um, because they've, they've got something that I know I can take. And then if I just add God element to it, I put the the biblical perspective on it, then I've got something I can really utilize. And so I was sitting with this guy, 70-plus years old old uh, gentleman, very successful. And I asked him, I said, I said, so tell me, I said, I mean, what, what are we talking here, 40, 50 years of success? He said, are you crazy? <laughs> he said, it wasn't until I was in my early 50s wow. that I discovered what it is that I was good at. I discovered what he said, man, I went through so many things my whole life. And it really happens to come down to the same thing with our why. And he said what was funny is that in his early fifties, what he discovered was one of the things that he realized he wanted to do in his twenties. Wow. But it took him thirty years to come back around to it.
0: That's crazy. and
1: And they're wild. And that's why he ended up having 20 plus years of success in and I mean I don't know that he's still living he possibly is this guy was a go-getter but it's just I mean I don't know this guy probably lived 120 and so he's still kicking probably pretty strong but (laughs) when when you look at getting off course and junior you can talk to this about being out in the woods yeah you don't just keep pressing forward
0: yeah not at all. You take
1: a moment and you regroup, right?
0: Yeah, that's one thing I got um, trained in in some search and rescue and even just survival knowledge. If you ever get lost, stop. Stop exactly where you are. So collect good. yourself, regroup. and Because you got to figure out a game plan. If not, you're just wandering along clueless. That's right. That, that is so fitting. Uh, it's amazing
1: how there's there's a correlation between the two right there. One, you can see in the spiritual aspect of it, if we if we get off course, we don't just keep pressing and pressing and it's pressing. So you know, that's how you end up off a cliff, right? Yeah. But you stop, you pay attention to your surroundings, you take a look at what's going on, you ask yourself, How did I get off course? Yeah. You know, what is what was you it? check
0: your map again, check your resources again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Look at it and go, Oh man, I picked up the wrong map. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so you you look at it, you go, Man, I need to I really need to regroup everything. So when you find yourself getting off the course of your why, just like I did in Atlanta, you know, back uh, two years ago, all of a sudden I had to take a moment, get somebody around me that could see some things I couldn't see. And I had to ask some questions. They had to ask me some questions. And I had to reevaluate it. And then I had to let the Holy Spirit lead me in it. And so that's, that's, that's exactly right. When you get off the course of your why, stop. Take a moment, regroup, assess your situation, and then proceed. And the beautiful thing is with God, He's always right there.
0: That's so good. So good. And that that still speaks back to our first question, why is the why important? It's it's your why is, like you said, your traction, your direction, your your navigation. And in discovering, you may get off path a little bit. You may you may end up going in the right direction and, and hitting it head on and finding that. And you spoke a little earlier in the podcast about um, helping keep the why in front of you, yourself, your, your wife, your kids, your family, the church. Um, what are some practical ways that, that in, in discovering your why and understanding how important it is to you, what are some practical ways we could keep it in front of us as we press forward from that point?
1: You keep the most important thing, the most important thing. You keep the main thing, the main thing. That's good. Every day, you keep the main thing, the main thing. Man, I opened my big mouth, said something stupid to my wife earlier, mm. and it up upset her. I mean, you know, hey, I'm uh, I'm still a, a bumbling idiot as well. <laughs> so, and so I, I said something that upset her, and then I realized, man, this just hit me. So we're talking about y, why, w h y, but in every single moment of our life. Satan's going to try and put an intersection that looks like a Y, the letter Y Ooh, wow,
0: that's in front so of good. us.
1: He's constantly going to try and put an intersection that looks like a Y. And so we have to constantly keep the main thing, the main thing. It's what matters. And if and listen, Satan's going to do it. He's going to create some nice, pretty little things. Since we've been here, I'll, I'll talk about the church for a moment. Yeah, We've had so many other considerations and opportunities mm. that would have taken us away from focusing on the main thing, that we are here to do. We could have done ministries downtown, homeless ministries. We could have taken another building. Man, I'm telling you, they, they're all wonderful things. They all have great, incredible things to be done in the kingdom of God. But sometimes you have to look at it and say, but it's not my thing. I have to keep the main thing that's my thing that God wants me to do in front of me. So, and I yeah. have to be, it's just as important to know what you say no to as, as, as it is to what you say yes to.
0: So and good.
1: so sometimes we have to, all the time, I should say, we have to constantly keep the main thing, the main thing, because Satan's always going to distract us. And he's not going to go distracting us with like when we get to the crossroads and we get to that, that intersection where we can see, oh, that's the beautiful path. And then the other one's the one that's, that's covered in thorns and thickets that you're like, yeah, I'd never go down that pathway, right? Yeah. No, like you said earlier, he's going to create a beautiful path. Both of them are going to look very intriguing. Mm-hmm but only one of them speaks to your main thing, your why, the, that your what should be given to.
0: Yeah, and I hear a, a sister, a sisterhood or a, a marriage of the what and the why. I know we talked earlier how your what can easily be confused as your why, but it, would you agree that it's equally important to, to know your what as, as well as your why? In a a small scale, but more so the why, but the what is important to the why, correct?
1: Yeah, it's just really, in in a lot of ways, it's just as important because your what is what helps fulfill your why. So you Mm -hmm. can have why, and your why really is your wisdom. Correct. Your what is really your action.
0: That's really good.
1: So let me help you with this. If you have why without action, so let me go back. If you have wisdom without action, you have dead knowledge. Hmm. but if you have action without wisdom, then you have chaos. Wow. So if you have a why with no what, (laughs) then you just have a dead why. Yeah. But if you have a whole lot of what with no why, you have chaos.
0: Yeah. Which kind of speaks to a little bit of the story you shared earlier. and, And I'm sure a story that everybody has in their life of, of how they've, started out to do something and then stop one day and like, why am I doing this? What correct. What is the point of everything I'm doing?
1: Yeah, correct. Um, we have a tendency to give the what the most attention yeah. and it needs a lot of attention, but we have a tendency to give it the most attention and well in most cases, it, it's the truth. I mean, I used to give the example of, of Adam and Eve where, you know, Adam was the man of action. It was him to, to plow the field. Eve was brought into the picture to be his helper. And so I used to talk about the fact that Eve would be up on top of the hill and and she'd be looking down at Adam plowing the field and she would just yell out every now and then, honey, a little bit to the right. <laughs> well, he may, he may be plowing for the next hour and then she yells out in a matter of a three-second shout, hey, babe, a little bit to the left. So we see when you look at it like that, both are crucial,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the what we do tends to get most of the attention. Correct. But if we forget to constantly interject the why, then we get off course, and well, our our garden looks
0: like crap. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier, a lot harder to get back in order yeah. after that as well. Well, I I I think this has been super fruitful. Um, we're getting ready to. To come to a close, but do you have any last things that you'd like to share with anybody? And then before before we close, I just want to uh, talk to you a little bit about something else. But sure, um, any last thoughts you have on on this topic? I would say, don't
1: rush into it. Hmm. Don't rush into it. Don't rush your why. So don't go. don't. God's timing is perfect timing. Amen. Submit to His timing, and you will see. His why will come to fruition because if you'll seek his heart, my mentor used to tell me this, Brandon, if you'll seek his heart,
0: you'll get what's in his hand. So good. So good. And I thank you for sharing that. That's actually setting up for uh, a future podcast that we're going to do. I know last week we talked a little bit about some transitions that are coming up in my life and, um, and, and understanding and knowing your why is going to help kind of bring that in once we share it with you guys. But uh, Brandon, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for the opportunity to, once again, just gain knowledge and and, and be in your presence and be beside you and, and learn. And thank you for sharing with the audience. And,
1: yeah, it's my honor. I greatly yeah. appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah. Is, is there anything that you could share with them about, uh, maybe you want to share a location of the church, uh, website, things like that, where they can further connect with you past this uh, podcast? Yeah, right now
1: the the most effective way if you would like to hear more of what's going on at Central City Church is to go check out centralcitychurch.net Uh, On there is where our messages are available. You can subscribe to our YouTube YouTube channel uh, as well. And you can follow along each week as messages come out. We currently don't have a podcast or anything of that nature. Junior keeps pushing me for it and says (laughs) I need to do one. Um, But, you know, in due time, in due time. Uh, right now, we're keeping the main thing, the main thing. So, yep. that's a uh, that's a little uh, there. You go. There's a little practical for you right yeah, now. But you if go. you want to know more about us, um, and you can definitely drop us a line. We would love to pray over you if you ever need prayer. You can let us know through the website and just know that you are definitely going to be covered.
0: Awesome. Well, once again, thank you guys for spending this time with us. Thank you, uh, Pastor Brandon, for joining with us and just hanging out and having fun and and speaking life, speaking some truth to us want to tell you guys, stick around for the next podcast, episode number four. We're excited when that one comes out. Um, also, if you haven't, like we mentioned earlier, subscribe and follow, share. Get the word out about this this podcast here, episode three. Share it with someone you feel needs to, un- uh, to hear it and maybe get a better understanding of their why, those kind of things. But as always, stay true, stay wild. And we'll see you next time.